Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. Billy Graham once said that the next great move of God, he believed, would be among Christians in the marketplace. We believe that too. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help equip and inspire you to do the same. So please follow us on socials at Expert Ownership. If you haven't been to our website yet, check it out, expertownership.com. But we are excited about what God is going to speak through us to you today. Here we go. Welcome back, Expert Ownership. Hey, have you ever wondered why you actually like the things that you like? So, for example, David, favorite restaurant. Give me a couple of your favorite restaurants. I know you like food. I love Ease. It's a phenomenal sushi place in Burkdale Village. I like cowfish as well. But then in terms of steak, you know, I really like the ribeye at Morton's. I love it. But if you don't want to go there, you go to Texas Roadhouse and get the cowboy ribeye. It's really good. Really? Yeah. I was not expecting you to say that last one. Are you going somewhere with us? Yeah, of course. Like we're we're heading somewhere. Yeah. I'm anxious to find Why out do what you, that do, is. Jason, look at him. Looks perfect. He's wearing Etna Mode's glasses. Yeah. He's got somewhere he's going. Trust me. Etna Mode. Do you remember when we were on for the Q&A about a month ago, someone said, hey, are you related to Harry Carey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord <laughs> I have think mercy. That was, who was that? I don't remember. I don't it was remember inside either. of Owner's Suite. It's a great way, glasses. You guys need to be in Owner's Suite. It's pretty awesome. We have some killer What do you Q&As. like about Owner's Suite? Tell me. I love the community. It is good. I love tons of entrepreneurs are in there. We're talking about the Lord. We're talking about how to inject kingdom principles into the marketplace. And then we're also given real practical steps and tactics. And there's really something to say about synergy. You can go faster alone, but only further together. Boom. So you're much more powerful when you're around like-minded people on the same path. And but that's now, what, why did you ask that question? Well, I was just thinking about how people... I mean, number one question we get in Owner Suite is, how do I bring more of God into my business? Mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting. So anyways, I just I like the Owner Suite, and I wanted people to hear from you directly. Why do you like it? Because the feedback we keep getting from people is, this is awesome, more of this, more of this, more yeah. of this. But when you sit up here on this side of the mic and you keep saying that, it always sounds see, terrible, like uh, oh, we're just trying to push people to it. I get it. I get what you're saying now, though, Larry. I get why you started with that. Because when we built Expert Ownership, we started off by thinking about these things. Who's our target customer and what is the value we're going to bring them? And I think we hit it. Launching faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. And what we want to do is bring value to them. And one of those values is they need to know that there are other faith-filled entrepreneurs that are trying to do this thing in the midst of cancel culture. Just like them. Right. That's right. So when I was asking you about your favorite restaurants, I didn't know you liked sushi as much as you do, by the way. I love sushi. Well, I will smash it. I love it. Whether it's favorite restaurant or favorite website or places you like to go on vacation, you guys both just took tropical vacations separately yes, right, with yes. your families, but I didn't think you'd be tropical guys. I thought maybe more like mountain guys. But I really like both. Yeah, It was fun. the best place in Cancun I've ever been. That's awesome. We'll save it for another conversation. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those things provide a value for you. So when you think through how you're serving a customer, how you're serving a client, how you're serving somebody who's a part of your audience, you're always thinking... How do I create value? Now, people aren't using that language, but that is what they're doing. And please don't touch my foot again. Sorry. We're talking, we're close to each other, knees touching. Yeah, we are. And he gave me a foot tap. Oh, yeah. But when you're thinking about what you actually do for your customers, it's really a value exchange. I'm giving you something for something in return. Hopefully what we provide for them as a brand, as expert ownership, is we provide them some sort of value and encouragement that there are other people like you. Maybe some 
helpful tips or best practices on how to bring God into the workplace or run your business with godly principles or how to be more kingdom-minded. In return, the value exchange is you typically give us time or money, or sometimes maybe it's like input or feedback. You know, you're rating and reviewing, just like we hope you do with this podcast. Please mm-hmm. rate, review, and even subscribe. Boom. But that value exchange really is everything. So when you're thinking about how to create this, you usually have to do it starting with, let's say there's a, we'll call it a dream customer in mind. So when you think about the ideal prototype for who your business serves or who your blog or your Instagram account serves, you have to have somebody in mind. So for us at Expert Ownership, give me our dream customer, best you can. So I'm asking the two of you. Entrepreneur, don't have to be six figures, but well on your way to that. Obviously, a go-getter, not somebody that has to have their hand held and somebody who really loves Jesus and is wanting to incorporate their faith into their work and, like and that. Mustangs, not mules. Truett Cathy, said, Truett Cathy said, I'd rather restrain a Mustang than kick a mule. So it's much easier to restrain Mustangs than kick mules. I feel very uncomfortable kicking mules, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not or you sure. get kicked by a mule. Yeah, that would be bad. But when you think about value creation, it's always in the context of valuable to whom? So the dream customer. That's a good point. So we're saying this dream customer, this entrepreneur, this aspiring entrepreneur, maybe they're making six figures, maybe they're not, and they're on their way. We need to have them in mind when we start thinking about the value that we provide to them. I would encourage you to pick four different categories, or not pick, understand the four different categories and pick how you want your responses for each of these categories to create the actual profile for this dream customer. So if you're thinking of the four areas that you need to address, you need to think about the demographics. So this is typically, you know, information about your customer. This is their age or this is their gender, their income, their education level. Well, you're not supposed to say gender. That's, that's, I mean, it's a social construct, Larry. That's a good point. I'm just so sorry I said Whatever that. they want their gender to be at that moment. So, I mean, it's kind of a moving target. But anyway, let's just <laughs> yeah. go ahead and go old school. You digress. Say, let's go old school and say, choose the gender based on how God created people, male and female. How about we do that? That sounds great. Okay, perfect. Second category, psychographics. So this is less information about you, but these are characteristics or qualities about the dream customer. So this would be motivations, things that they bring to the table that inspire them. This would be values or interests or lifestyle qualities. For example, you like to work out. I've seen a picture of you, Jason, on this bike at your house in the driveway. And then I've seen you in the before and after picture. Sometimes in the after picture, you're like laying on the ground and huffing and puffing, (laughs) and it's not looking very enticing. All right, but it's good because that feeling that I have when I'm laying on the ground is really good. It's good. Lifestyle. A lot of dopamine. (laughs) Lots of dopamine pumping through that brain. Is it really through your brain? It is through your brain. Or your brain releases it. Yeah, good. Okay. okay. So third category, you've got demographics, you've got psychographics, and then you've got behavioral qualities. So again, dream customer, how do they behave? What are their online shopping habits? When do they go grocery shopping? Why do I keep using shopping? I don't know. Criteria. I think it's because I have a little bit of a, Yeah. I've got a vice, guys, I should confess. Go ahead. I do a lot of shopping at night from my bed on mm. my phone before yeah. I go to sleep. It's hard. Uh, not very do. vulnerable time. Oh, yeah, totally. You have heard of halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm all of those things, except for maybe not angry. You're probably not angry. I've never seen you angry. And I don't think (laughs) you go to bed hungry either. What are you shopping for? I mean, I buy all kinds of things. Spanx. You know what I will tell you? Male (laughs) Spanx. I I knew it. I knew it. I don't have any, but I would try them. Um, (laughs) That's funny. It was about three months ago, a little side note, I was doing some late night online shopping. Kelly and I walked the dogs every morning. We've got the two Huskies. 
we were walking around the block and I said, hey, heads up, I did something. And she said, what did you do? I said, I made a purchase last night. Oh boy. And she said, what did you purchase? I said, well, we're going to Italy. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. So you one. stumbled on a trip to Italy. Yeah, I'm like kind of a I'm a frugal guy, right? I like to be efficient with my spend, stretch the dollar. In fact, if the item I purchase isn't on sale in some manner, yeah. I feel like I'm somehow losing money. I I'm there with you. But if it is on sale and I don't buy it, I feel like I'm also losing money because mm-hmm. I want to get to your trip to later. Italy, but I want to say one point. Yes. There's a difference between being cheap and being frugal. Yes, explain. And I say this to business owners all good. the time. Being cheap is pinching pennies at others' expense. Being frugal is pinching pennies at your own expense. Well, being cheap maximizes what I get so that I minimize what you get. Being frugal minimizes what I get so that I can maximize what you get. That's right. So That's you a are a better, frugal guy. That's I a, am a frugal guy. That's a better way to say Okay, it. so now tell way. us about this Italy well, trip, and then was, let's get back to the point. Yeah, that really was the, the point. My online shopping habit turned into a trip to Italy, and I just kind of sprung it on her. Hey, bought a trip to Italy. Was she happy about oh, that? Oh, yeah. We're going for our anniversary. But but now, this will bring it all back because you bought that off of Travel Zoo. Oh, yeah. And you've got me hooked on Travel Zoo. Love Travel so Zoo. So if you haven't signed up for Travel Zoo, you get well, these crazy... Do, do, like, wait, do we even get an affiliate like this out of that right We'll there? try to back into that. I'll work yeah. on that. Okay. But, but you go to Travel Zoo and you get these crazy, great deals right into your inbox, and that is valuable... That I don't have to go out there and search for all of this stuff. That's so nice. I just had one come in. It was like a three-day thing at a Tuscan resort, including airfare, for like less than 500 bucks. It's like, what? And it's a four-star. So Travel Zoo, as a business, is creating immense value for people like us. That's right. And so I love it. When you're talking about not just demographics, psychographics, but behavioral attributes, and you're now looking at things like, oh, that person shops online late at mm-hmm. night from their bed. That person goes to the gym three times a week. That person goes to Costco once a month and they spend $400 every time they go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understanding that information about your dream customer is really going to help you. And then the fourth is usually geography-based. Demographics, psychographics, behavioral, and geographical information. If you have that information, you can now start to formulate a picture of who is the dream customer. So we have a dream customer and we've actually named him Expert Eric. 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 Expert Eric is our guy. And when, right. we, when we think about expert Eric, we think, okay, here's the guy who's successful. I mean, it's everything you just said, Jason. Mm-hmm. It's it's the perfect profile. But now we actually have a person that we visualize and everything is looked at through this lens of what would expert Eric think about this? Yeah. Would expert Eric do this? Would expert Eric want to be a part of this? Tell him what Nike does. Oh yeah, this is good. So, you know, several years ago, this is probably almost 10 years ago now, we spent some time working with the head of innovation from Nike on a project. And he said, let me tell you a little bit about how Nike approaches the marketplace. We believe our dream customer is a 17-year-old boy. And when you hear that, you know, you could maybe kind of fill in the gaps. It, it didn't feel intuitive to me. And so we said, you know, this guy's name was Dave. Dave, explain. And he said, well, think about it this way. The 17-year-old boy is the global trendsetter. 17-year-old boy is going to influence the 17-year-old girl because she's going to be interested in what he's doing. 17-year-old boy is going to influence the 25 or 30-year-old male because he still loves the zeal Mm. of somebody who like uh, still kind of has that like edgy, rebellious side to them that feels like it's what they maybe had in the past and some of it has been curbed over time. And then you've got 40 and 50-year-olds who are like, I love the energy that still comes from youth. I can see that. So 17-year-old boy, you win that kid, you win the world. Yeah, I I love that. that. I love that. So I, there are probably a lot of brands that do something similar. I wonder if they're going to keep it that way. I don't know. Because 
a 17 year old boy could be a 25 year old girl if he identifies that way yeah, if he feels like it yeah. today so right. then how do they i wonder what they're don't they do. put the bedroom of a 17 year old boy around campus yeah they do and i don't it's know cool. if it's still the case but i do know that at times they had the campus uh, the nike campus in in beaverton oregon um, set up so you had various rooms that represented the 17 year old boy so you were constantly reminded oh this is who we're trying to reach so the dream customer was always top of mind so as we're talking about value creation again value to whom well, value to your dream customer. Even if you don't have them yet, you know what you're aspiring to create for them. So having reminders, it could be a picture, it could be a name. This is why Expert Eric is our name. Yep. Because we can always say, hey, what would Eric, Expert Eric do? That's right. Would Expert Eric like that? And if you don't have that, we would encourage you, go build that. And, and we want to make it personal so that we actually feel it. That's exactly right. Because when we know when we're, we are relating with a person in our mind, we begin to feel it, we experience emotion. That's exactly but right. But if it's just, well, that's our business avatar. It's like there's no emotion there. You don't really feel it. Just so we want to feel your messaging. You want to feel your offering, your value delivery. This is crucial. But it's also why uh, talking about branding was and nailing your brand before you get to this point is so incredibly important because like we talked about in the last episode, you've got to know not only your customer, your target customer's felt need, the external need that you're meeting, but what do they really need? What do they really want? So you've got to know what their internal and their external is. And when your branding hits both, like we talked about, actually we're going to be talking about in marketing, about the key to good marketing is telling your story. Yes. And the New York Times article that was in there said, great marketing is telling stories so good that people lose track of their wallets. Yeah, you need to break yeah. that one down. Break that one down. Like, I love that's that. good. You're using your story. So when you're talking about value creation and you're talking about your avatar, like your target customer, and you're thinking about what do they really need? For us, expert Eric, we're thinking about him in terms of demographic, psychographics, behavior, and geography. And we're thinking about what does he really need right now? And what expert Eric really needs is not just help on the practical things to build and grow his business, but he needs courage and strength and boldness to incorporate his faith into the business where he's got 10 employees and three of them don't know the Lord, right? That's what he really needs. And so how can we help him with that? The best way that we can help him as expert ownership is to tell our story, share our story. And then it's like, you've got your story in your system. Here's my story. I feel what you feel. I've felt that way before, but here's what I found. And I incorporated these six steps or these three steps in my system and boom, uh, overcame it. That's why story is so incredibly powerful. It links you to the people that you're targeting, to your customers, and it connects you with them, but then it gives your system on how you help them get out of it. Now, I just want to say real quick to that, because you can tell your story and we can deliver value and be manipulative and greedy and a shyster all the way through. So we want to do it. It's got to be rooted in morality. And I love how John Maxwell said it this way. He said, manipulation is doing something for my benefit, but motivation is doing something for mutual benefit. And so when we're delivering value to expert Eric or whoever your avatar is, whoever your customer is, you want to do it for mutual benefit, not just your benefit. And so one of the principles of expert ownership is in a gray area, we'll lean to the benefit of the other and not ourselves, right? Hopefully we eliminate as many gray areas as possible, but we want to lean to their benefit and not the other. And you see that in Chick-fil-A. Now, of course, people can take advantage of this, but they go up and they say, I didn't get my waffle fries. There is no question. It's boom, here you go, sir. My pleasure, right? They that, That's kind of how they practically operate 
by motivation and not manipulation in terms of their brand. And it makes you feel really good. Now, of course, people can take advantage of that. But at the end of the day, it always comes out in the end. The cream always rises to the top. But now, can I, can I jump in real quick? Because I want to talk about the formula for creating your value. Yes, do this. Because there's a three-step formula for creating your value. When you're looking at the internal and the external and you've got in, in your mind the avatar, then you need a statement. We call this a value proposition. And it looks like this, and I've got the quote for the original thought in our book. I forget the guy's name, but it's this. We help X do Y by doing Z. We help X do Y by Z, right? So just think X, Y, Z. We help X do Y by doing Z. So for expert ownership, we help Christian entrepreneurs okay, become successful kingdom-building business people through courses, coaching, and community. We help X do Y. Z. That's our XYZ statement. That's right. The question is, what's your XYZ statement in light of who your target customer is, your avatar? That's right. If you can create that dream customer, you now have the building block to say, great, my job is to create value for that person. We help X do Y by doing Z is now the formula to say, here's how that value is actually going to help them in a single sentence because the specificity is where the power is. Just like in taking a target audience and saying, like your dream customer, I hear people all the time saying, well, I mean, my product's kind of for everybody. It's like, well, I mean, you mean everybody can use it, but it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's totally different. So if you say the specificity here, just like the gospel, if you look at the four gospels, you see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all written for specific audiences because even God knew that the specificity of targeting specific people would be more helpful. Matthew's written for Jews, Mark for Gentiles, Luke for people who are generally more academic thinkers. or intellectual. Yeah, yeah, thinkers. And John for people for Feelers. who are connected to their feelings and That's their emotions. Right. That's really important. They are crafted with a specific target audience in mind. Your product, your service, the value you bring, it's got to be built with a specific target in mind. Use that. We help X do Y by doing Z as your formula to say, if I can simplify that down now into a single sentence, I can rally people around that and I can go build a business now. Done. Yeah. That's value creation right there yeah, with a value proposition that's strong. And if you want our two-page business plan, that once you've crafted your value proposition, then we have a two-page business plan. We give it to you in our book, and we give you our book for free. Go to expertownership.com. How about that? Mm, that was nice. That wasn't bad. Yeah. He's really getting good at this. I can't I wait to hear what your own it for loan or own it or loan it thing is. Well, let's do it. It's always so fun. We wrap up with own it or loan it. If you haven't been with us before, we say own it or loan it. Would you own this? Would you keep this? Would you hold on to this? Or is this a loaner? You'd loan this yeah. thing away. You don't want to have anything to do with it. So like a it. cuckoo clock. Like a cuckoo that's clock. That's stupid. Loan it. You would loan a cuckoo no, clock. No, no, no. That's not own it. Loan. You can't take it from Larry. This I'm not going to take it, him. but I'm just saying. Okay, disregard cuckoo clock. Strike that from the record. <laughs> own it or loan it? Beards. 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 Yeah. Oh, own it. Like all these dudes with big beards or there like scruff? Thick, thick beards. Thick, long big. beard oil required oh, no. beards. No, loan it. Loan it. And here's why. Because it's dirty. Oh, yeah. It could be dirty. Doesn't mean they're dirty. But it's just like when I see a big, thick beard, I think food. Gross. Saliva. What are you hiding in there? And sweat. Ooh. Come on. You know it's happening. I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, one, I can't grow facial hair. So if I could, I would love to try to grow a beard, but I can't. So... I'm, yeah, I'm, and Jason looks. Too. Jason, when he grows his beard, it looks all scratch. It looks like the edges of a broomstick. Really That's a good yeah, description. It's never it's excellent. Yeah, it really is gross. Okay, but nice beard. Let some, me rub it in the microphone here. Some dudes. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Can you not hear it? Would you stop? Because what if I'm going to use that microphone next week? That's my chin. 
It's my beard. It's own still it your, it. your Jason. beard. Okay, so probably loan it if you're talking the big bushy one. Yeah. Although I did grow a beard out one time, and I was at an event with Phil Robertson, and he was mad at me because I trimmed my neck. And he said, where'd you get a beard like that, Berkeley? Like, yeah. You got a barbecue stain on your shirt, Phil. So, <laughs> And on that note, we will see you next time. Keep in mind that we want to encourage you to pursue impact over income. And uh, we don't mind if you have both. It's a pretty good idea. Just get the order right. See you next time. 